Hello, everybody. My name is Eva, and I am from Tecumuk, also known as Mesa Grande, um, a band, one of the 12 bands of the Kumeyaay Nation. Thank you, everybody, for having me here. I felt honored um, to speak, be able to speak today, and I really appreciate that people came to actually hear what um, me, Percy, and Teresa have to say. So thank you, everybody. Um, I wanted to start out to kind of, um, in the scope of NAGPRA, to kind of introduce how the Kumeyaay feel about NAGPRA and dealing with ancestors. So we call them, we refer to them as ancestors, and um, NAGPRA will refer to them as human remains or an MNI, which is um, minimum number of individuals. Archaeology refers to them as burials, and anthropology, at times, they refer to them as specimens. But uh, being a Kumeyaay person, um, we refer to them as ancestors because these are humans, and um, these ancestors, uh, we, we descended from these ancestors, and we are alive because of these ancestors, and therefore, we remember them and honor them. When I heard about this and mirror, you know, when you look at a mirror, you you kind of reflect on yourself, right? And I work as a NAGPRA coordinator um, in my everyday life and um, have dealt with a lot of NAGPRA issues. But if I were to hold a mirror up, I would have to look at myself and from my perspective, what NAGPRA means and how it has affected me and my community. So I wanted to tell a story um, it kind of puts a, an institution on blast, but it's all publicized, so that's okay. <laughs> so I wanted to tell a story about an institution, uh, UCSD, it's a, a university that had some of our our ancestors that we requested for, for many, many, many years, um, over 20 years, in fact. The first documented correspondence is, is back in 2008. Mind you, NAG, NAGPRA went into effect in 1990. So uh, it, NAGPRA is a, a federal law. Um, it protects our, our, our ancestors and, and lets, us, lets institutions repatriate them back to us. And, re, you know, so there, then we can turn around and, and rebury our ancestors and take care of them. We also believe that when they're not in the ground and they're not as they're, they've been placed, that they are suffering. So we, we try to end their suffering by uh, repatriating them and, and reburial. So back in 2008, we had requested for our ancestors to be repatriated. And even though we had a law that says they have to repatriate our ancestors, um, this institution, we had continuous conversation for the next two years. So that takes you into like uh, 2010. And after that, they kind of deliberated and said, on behalf of their repatriation committee, um, they said that the ancestors are still determined to be culturally unidentifiable, which means they couldn't culturally identify our ancestors, um, which they were brought up in our ancestral territory. They were brought up with artifacts, which would indicate Native Americans. They were carbon dated. 
at approximately 9,000 years BP. So common sense would tell you that these are our ancestors. Uh, but no, this institution wanted to fight. Therefore, another two years went by and um, we had to sue them. So we ended up suing them and um, in 2012. We, end up, we ended up winning, um, I guess you could say, or we, we ended up in a, with a favorable um, judgment to repatriate our ancestors. Um, it had taken almost 20 years to get that judgment. Throughout those years, my community and everybody were spiritually exhausted, depleted of financial resources, all to enforce a law that was already in place. <laughs> the judge ordered for them to hand over our ancestors. And meanwhile, all while all of this is going on, UCSD proceeds to transfer it to UCLA, the San Diego Museum of Man, the Natural um, Museum of History, Smithsonian. So they deliberately tried to keep these ancestors away from us. The ruling occurred approximately in 2014. There were professors that then turned around and wanted to sue us <laughs> on top of that, which um, they were not successful um, with uh, because of our sovereignty. But I, I kind of reflect and look at my community. And by the way, we didn't put our ancestors back in the ground until 2017. The ancestors were finally handed over physically in 2016. We didn't put them back in the ground till 2017 because our community has to prepare. There is no ceremony to rebury an ancestor. So we had to then implement a ceremony that we normally would for the death of someone. In reflecting in my journeys here, our community really suffered and so did I. I truly, truly did suffer. We mourned, we suffered all over again for that, those ancestors that we reburied and the 20 years that it took to get them back, even with a law in place. But I, I also personally struggle representing um, offending uh, institutions, which a majority of institutions are offenders. So that is a personal struggle that as an indigenous person that I that I, I do have. Although I didn't personally cause this harm to my community or any other community, there's a guilt in it because you know how much they're going to suffer and how much they are suffering. And there's no way of making that better or are comforting. It's it's losing a lost uh, a loved one all over again and again and again until they can finally rebury. As an indigenous person, I've suffered and sacrificed spiritually as well as my community. Even though that we have a federal law in place, we we are literally still fighting for ancestors today in the year 2021, um, which is really 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 hard and difficult pill to swallow, I guess. Ultimately, I use this experience, this horrible experience, and and mind you, this is not the first experience that I will experience with my community or anybody else's community. A lot of Indigenous communities suffer and fight for their ancestors, and they're still fighting for their ancestors um, 30 years after a law 
has passed and and they're still not made whole but it's 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 a struggle um it's a very hard work to do um but as percy said you know who else is going to do this you know who else is going to give these ancestors kind hands um who else are, are is going to pray for these ancestors who else are going to mourn for them and um, have the motivation to actually get them home to their home community. It's quite difficult work and um, I admire Percy, I admire Teresa, and I admire any indigenous person in this field and in this in, in NAGPRA work because it is truly exhausting and um, strenuous. And like I said, it compromises our, our spirituality at times. So on a daily basis, it, it, that occurs. So it's very hard. It's very hard for indigenous people to do this job. But a lot of us feel as if we've been called to this position. We are put here by the ancestors for a reason because they need our help. So this is what drives me to get up every day and go to work and do what I do every day because I don't want any other community to suffer the way my community has suffered. So if I can ease that pain in any way, that's something that I would always try to do.